producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. KOC says he wants Kirk to stay with the Vikings, and Quazy says that he hasn't even thought about trading JJ even once. But can we really take their word for it? Welcome into the Score North Taxi Squad, everyone. My name is Jason Stormer, joined along Artist Woods. No AJ Fredrickson today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. Hopefully he'll be able to join us again next week. Artist, how you doing? Uh, first of all, before we get started on anything, I was scouring through the uh, Score North YouTube channel today, and I noticed a video that I wasn't too familiar with, but then I clicked on it, and there you were. Would you care to elaborate and explain exactly where this video came from and what its purpose? Yeah, so shout out to Phil. Phil gave your boy an opportunity to come on and, you know, do a show during the week, every Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it gets out. But I record it every Wednesday and it's solely about the Minnesota Timberwolves. Everybody knows how much of a basketball fan I am. Um, and I've become a big time Timberwolves fan just by moving to the city and, you know, how the team has ascended, how Anthony Edwards has taken the city by storm. So it's called Four Wolves Takes. Every Wednesday I, I come to record. I give you guys four fresh takes. I try to come up with something new every single week, man. It's going to be fun. It's a challenge, but it's going to be fun. So four new takes every week, given, you know, what's happened during the season and given what's happened during the week leading up into that recording. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's a fun thing to do, man. It's, it's fun. It's a big time opportunity. And I am forever grateful to uh, Phil for giving me the opportunity, man. And thank you and for I, everybody who watched, too. A lot of positive yes, comments. A lot of I positive was about to say man. Um, yes, so it's been that watched and I got more fire coming. I got more. Yes, coming. He does. I was about to say it's been a fantastic debut. Plenty of views on the YouTube channel. Plenty of positive comments for our boy artist. Congratulations, dude. That feels awesome. I know I just congratulated before we started everything, but you've worked your ass off to get to where you're at. And I'm just proud to see, you know, just my peers just doing things they love and just being able to accomplish awesome goals. So congratulations, man. I can't wait to for four more takes next week. I can't wait to hear them, and I know that our listeners and our viewers can't wait as well. But we got a jam-packed taxi squad for you. As usual, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL Combine is going on as we speak. I like to call it the Underwear Olympics, me personally, and I know I'm not the one who coined <laughs> that phrase. Uh, you know the drill with the Combine. Huh? Get it? The drill? Uh, these prospects are poked and prodded. They go through all these different kind of drills, all these different kind of uh, scenarios and tests like the Wonderlick. It's a crazy time for these guys, especially as they're just getting hyped up with the draft being right around the corner. But of course, artists, this is also kind of an unofficial tampering window for all of these NFL teams because you've got these GMs and these executives and these scouts just bumping elbows, getting drunk off cocktail sauce at St. Elmo's in Indianapolis. It's a jolly good time for all these people. But of course, the Minnesota Vikings are in the thick of all of the reckless speculation that is going on in Indianapolis, particularly obviously with our quarterback, Kirk Cousins, with our wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. And there's a whole bunch of other things that the Vikings got to figure out too. And I'm sure Quasi Adolfa Mensa. Mensa is just been bumping elbows with plenty of people over the last few days in Indianapolis. But I actually wanted to play a little game with Yardis. AJ's not here, so I guess we'll have a little bit of fun today. I don't know. Um, you are you are aware of like BS meters, right? You've seen them yes. like in publications. We've seen them on ESPN Sports Center and everything like that. What I would like to do with you today is actually mm -hmm. go through all of these different headlines, all of the different rumors that have come out about the Minnesota Vikings over the last week. And let's just base, you know, our own feelings about how valid or invalid they might be. Are you down for that? 
Of course, of course. Okay, let's hope our listeners and our viewers are down for it as well. I mean, guys, there's a whole lot of stuff. I got like seven different angles that we can take with this. So <laughs> let's start with what our head coach, Kevin O'Connell, said in his press conference. Him and Quasi Adolfo Mensa had uh, just, you know, a run-of-the-mill press conference. I think every every GM, every head coach is doing this while they have their availability in Indianapolis. But KOC, like I said at the top of the program, did definitively say that he wants Kirk Cousins to stay a Minnesota Viking and that we're going to work to try to make that outcome happen. Artis, BS or no BS in that statement from Kevin O'Connell? First off, before I forget, also shout out to AJ for all the graphics yes. for, you know, you know, uh, four wolves takes. Just throw that out there. Yes. AJ, my boy, love you, man. All right. <laughs> back to the topic at hand. KOC. Uh, <laughs> um, I we love everybody around here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all love. It's all love. Yeah. Um, as far as the Kirk Cousins KLC thing, I believe KLC. So no, yes, I believe him on this. I think he likes Kirk as a as a quarterback. I think he's shown a lot of promise, especially um, last year, the year before. I think he played really well. It's just, you know, last year the defense was tough. You know, it wasn't, it didn't play to the best of its ability. So we got to pinpoint that. Kirk didn't always play well, you know, in the playoff game. He had to, the, the last play of the game where he threw the ball, what, three yards and it was supposed to be thrown for eight. So we, we understand, you know, moments like that, a couple bad moments this season before he ultimately got hurt, but he was having a great statistical season before he got hurt this season. And so I can see KLC looking at Kirk and looking at the rest of the quarterbacks out here and being like, Kirk is the number one option out here amongst free agent quarterbacks. He just is He's just the best out there. So I can see him being like, yeah, I want my guy back because if we can run it back with Kirk cousins, with this offense, you know, and this defense plan, the way it was just playing this past season, we could have a shot in the NFC that I still believe is wide open. Detroit just came up. The Packers just came up. Who knows if Detroit wins that division or if the Packers make the playoffs if the Minnesota Vikings have a healthy Kirk Cousins. So I can see him looking at it like, right, let's let's run this thing back with Kirk. I do believe he fully wants Kirk Cousins back in the fold with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm not getting any BS at all from Kevin O'Connell. One, because he's just kind of a genuine dude anyway. I don't think he goes up to these press conferences about, all right, how can I manipulate my dialogue so I'm not leading these guys in a particular direction and I keep, keep things secretive among the team. I don't think that's Kevin O'Connell's MO whatsoever. And especially for head coaches, artists, I think it's a lot harder for head coaches to part with players than GMs. So that's also another reason why I don't think there's any BS to this statement. I think... I think Kevin O'Connell kind of looks at it like, oh boy, if we do let Kirk Cousins go, then we're going to have to kind of start a little bit over next season. I think, mm-hmm. I think in the long run, him and Quazy are open to that, but still, it's going to it's going to present a lot of short term challenges in the immediate. And so, I don't blame really any head coach saying, hey, I have a really good established player. I don't really want that established player to leave. I totally get that, and so I understand where Kevin O'Connell's coming from. And again, the dude just doesn't really lead anybody in like weird ways where like we leave a Kevin O'Connell press conference and we're like, hmm, I don't really know if like he's being honest with us right now. I've never no, gotten he, that vibe. No. And guy. I and like I've never been at the press conferences. Sure. I know Judd has, and I don't think Judd's got that vibe whatsoever. So yeah, no BS in that statement. All right. On to the next one, still involving our quarterback Kirk Cousins, or maybe, maybe a soon to be gone quarterback Kirk Cousins. He might not be with the Minnesota Vikings anymore for too much longer, especially because if ESPN ESPN's Bill Barnwell is projecting him at a fifty one million dollar salary per season. 
Listen, here's a little write-up from Bill Barnwell, who wrote this just a couple days ago. Any team hoping to win over the next three years that isn't in a position to land one of the top starters in the 24 draft should try to pursue Cousins. That's a group that includes the Broncos, Buccaneers, Falcons, Raiders, Steelers, Titans, and maybe even the Dolphins and the Seahawks as outside candidates. I can't believe he just dropped the Dolphins with two. Are you kidding me, man? Anyway, uh, some of those teams will opt for longer shots in the draft, but if Cousins' recovery is on track, he should be able to get one more significant deal as, uh, well, this says 35-year-old free agent, but I think he's 36 now, if I'm not mistaken. But still, he's projecting $51 million per season for Kirk Cousins. If Kirk is actually legit in trying to get that artist, uh, what do you think, BS or no BS on that? Uh, he ain't getting it here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he would get it with the Vikings. Let's just put it, you know, yeah. let's just throw that out there. Um, yeah. And it's hard to, this one is hard to gauge because I do think that could be accurate. We know Kirk Cousins is a master negotiator. That's just... That's who Kirk is. Like Kirk is going to get that bag. So we got to give credit where it's due. But I don't know about him getting it here. So I would say BS as far as it, you know, being received here from the Minnesota Vikings. But as far as anywhere else, I can see teams reaching. I can see a team like the Atlanta Falcons, if they don't trade for Justin Fields, I can see them potentially, you know, reaching um, some other other teams out there that can potentially reach for a quarterback. I can see maybe New England maybe potentially reaches for a quarterback. Who knows? There's a lot of teams out there right now that need a quarterback. So I can see some teams reaching, but it won't be the Vikings. I I I, I hope it's not the Vikings. I pray it's not the Vikings. As much as KLC might want them back, I mean, you got to get them back on a – I won't use the phrase cheap deal, but you got to get them back on a fair deal. I mean, I would think. What do you think? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago when the Charlie Walters from the Pioneer Press uh, story came out that he was looking for two years, 45, 90 million guaranteed. And I was out then. I'm still going to be out if we add another six million dollars to that yeah. contract. There's just there's just no way I'm already in the camp that I would rather pay guys like Daniil Hunter, uh, Justin Jefferson. Heck, even if there's a way to I know that he's probably going to be a cap casualty, but if there is a way to keep Harrison Smith, I still think there's some value to his game. I just know he makes a lot of money, but I mean, we're going to have to cut even more guys if we accept a contract like that from Kirk Cousins. There, there will have to be even more cap casualties, even more guys we're not going to be able to sign in free agency. It's going to be... I think numbers-wise, he'd be a top five paid quarterback in the NFL. Sure. And you he know what? He, he might be able to get that on market, but it ju- it's just not going to be able to work here. And I'm sorry if there was more of a playoff pedigree to the man. If he has won us more than one playoff game, I think this is an easier conversation to have. But w- with all due respect, I mean, Kirk, go get that money, man. Like, go get that. Like, go get paid with all due respect to you. Take care of cousins for generations to come. I do not blame him whatsoever, but it just cannot happen. With the Minnesota Vikings, it will cripple our franchise. I don't want to use I don't want to use that word in particular, but it will. If you think like we've had limited success with Kirk Cousins on the team now, if we pay him that, he'll be making even more money. He'll get be, be getting older. It just it's just not a good idea. It's just not a good idea. Draft a quarterback though with your first overall pick. Well, not first overall, but your first round pick. And I'm yep. sure we might get into that. We might not today, but. The only way to kind of well, like smooth it over a bit, if you do somehow, some way, unfortunately, pay him that amount of money, is yes. if you draft a quarterback and say, if this doesn't work out, he'll be off the books in two or three, um, probably about two years. And we got this young up and coming quarterback that could yep. come in, take the rings and take off. That will be the hope. What you don't want to do is pay Kirk Cousins all of this money and not draft a quarterback. 
Because two yeah. years from now, you'll have the same type of issue, not when it comes to money, but when it comes to, okay, who's going to be my quarterback for the future? Well, let's keep the quarterback uh, speculation alive just going a little bit because, like we both said, we're kind of more in the camp of the Vikings just kind of maybe starting over, drafting a quarterback. Doesn't mean you can't keep Kirk on the on the roster next season. That's still a possibility where you can do both, but it's probably likelihood that they are either going to draft a quarterback and Kirk walks or, or Kirk stays and they don't draft a quarterback at all. But let's keep it going with who the Vikings have been meeting at the NFL Combine, particularly a couple quarterbacks at the top of many people's draft boards, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels. Uh, this should definitely excite Vikings fans a little bit because obviously they're kind of the, maybe the top two quarterbacks in the draft. Maybe you got to include Drake May in there too. And I know the Vikings have had meetings with other quarterbacks in the past at the Combine. This is maybe more to do about due diligence than anything, but still, we're doing a BS meter right now. Artists, do you think there is legitimate interest now from the Minnesota Vikings here based off of these meetings where we could potentially see them move up in the draft bs or no bs based off this uh interest oh yes no bs there's interest sure but like but like not just not just due diligence interest like legit like they have identified these guys and they want to potentially do what they can to leap up in the draft do you think that these meetings are indications of that or do you think we're reaching a little bit do i think no do i don't think the meetings these meetings don't change my thought process as far as it being a real possibility possibility that they can move up because we see teams meet with players all the time that they know they can't draft. They know they will not be in position to draft certain players, but we're going to meet with them anyway and see what kind of knowledge we could pull. Maybe if there's some type of rabbit we could pull out of the hat, we could move up and do X, Y, Z. But we, we kind of see this every year. The, the Chiefs might meet with, you know, Caleb Williams or, you know what I mean? Like you just, you just never know. That, that type of stuff kind of happens, you know? Um, So no. And honestly, I, I'm not, I know it's been a lot of speculation and I have no sources. Let's just put that out there. I, I, I do not know. Let's just, I am just artist woods. I'm just a fan like the rest of you. Okay. So I, um, <laughs> just man, we're there. just out here. We're, we're just, just out hey, here. We just out here talking, man. We just out hey. here, you know, if any players, coaches, executives, you know, want to, you know, slide into our DMs and offer hey. us any information, we're more than welcome. We will be respectful with your information. I promise. Promise. We may exactly. not be like the scoop master uh, Darren Doogie Wolfson, but we will do our best. We'll do our right. best. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Yeah. Do I think the Vikings are going to move up to draft a quarterback? I, I don't. It depends on how high we're talking. I don't think they're going to move into the top five. Really? But could they move up to like six if like. You know, somebody falls to that to that spot. Maybe, maybe I don't see them moving up and drafting one of the top two quarterbacks in the draft, though, because I don't think either one of those quarterbacks are going to fall. I, I just I just don't see that. Um, And so I don't know if that really answers that meter question, but Good I guess I'm kind of in the middle. I, there's obvious interest if they're there. Of course, if you're in position to take them and one of these guys slide, of course, of course. But. Do I think Jaden uh, Daniels or I don't think any of those guys are going to be there by the time 11 rolls around. And I, and I just don't think or even seven. And I just mm-hmm. if they're not there, I don't see them trading up for anybody else within that range. Drake May, any of them. If I had a mortgage, which I don't because I'm a, I'm a millennial and millennials aren't allowed to own houses. Um, I would bet that Drake May, Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels all go in the top five. 
And so if you are the Minnesota Vikings, you are going to have to trade into the top five. It's a possibility. Would it be just a gigantic breath of fresh air, not only because you're hopefully getting your quarterback of the future, but we've kind of had this narrative about Kwesi trading down. And I mean, this was a narrative even before Kwesi too. Rick Spielman did it a lot too. It would be so exciting, especially for our Purple Daily Draft Party at the Fillmore. Could you imagine if the Vikings move up on the clock and we got a full house at that place and everybody's just going nuts? It would be so exciting. Uh, tickets, I believe, are going on sale this Friday for that. So I, you probably can just go to scorenorth.com and find a link right there and get your tickets for that. There's VIP sections, meet and greets, opportunities. It's going to be a whole lot of fun for the first day of the NFL draft. Um, yeah, so that's what the Vikings will have to do. Um, I, I do think this is probably more due diligence than anything else. I've seen a lot of mock drafts with Vikings more going towards defensive players lately. Um, that might actually probably what I'm leaning towards of what they might do here in the first round, especially, and, and, you know, if a guy like JJ McCarthy goes top 10, then I'm out. I, I'm like, I'm out on like trying to get a quarterback at, at 11. I'm not reaching for Bo Nix. I'm not reaching for Michael Penix. I, I'm not doing that kind of I thing. I still like Penix though. Oh, I do I too. Like I Penix, do too. Bro. I do too. I, I don't know the, if I'd take yeah. him there, it's the injury but I history. like Penix. I like his game, bro. It's the injury like history. Game. It's the two ACL tears. It's the shoulder issues at Indiana. But man, I remember, I remember that game against Texas. There was a reverse video of him throwing right-handed. They just mirrored the, the image or whatever. And he just looks like just, he's just absolutely incredible. The mechanics look good. I mean, I'm, I'm an armchair quarterback. What do I know? But it just, it was very hard not to just get enthralled by what I was seeing with Michael Penix, but still it's, Injury history always plays a factor in the draft. It, it comes up a ton and it can't be ignored, even though plenty of players actually go on to, you know, rise above that and don't let their injuries actually define them and have pretty good NFL careers. Um, keeping the quarterback conversation just a little bit longer alive. Oh man, th- this is already pissing me off that I'm going to say this out loud. Um, Again, we're trying to figure out what the Vikings are going to do. We've talked about a scenario where maybe they draft a quarterback and Kirk Cousins walks. If that scenario plays out, they obviously need a bridge quarterback. Could that potentially, I can't believe I'm saying this name, but it was actually reported, this legit report from The Athletic, could Zach Wilson potentially be that guy? Because Zach Rosenblatt from The Athletic uh, put this out there saying that Kirk Cousins is a free agent and Minnesota doesn't have any young quarterbacks on the roster worth developing. In addition, quarterback-friendly coach Kevin O'Connell has a proven history of putting his QBs in positions to succeed. This is the most intriguing potential destination for Zach Wilson. Artis, any BS about the steam that Zach Wilson could be a Minnesota Viking next season. What do you Jason, think? I'd rather have you go out there and play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I think, man. I appreciate that. Hey, I'd rather man, have been... you go out there oh, yeah. on the football than Zach. No. I, uh, I, I'm going to say this is BS because that's <laughs> what I'm I, I'm hoping. I'm hoping with that. That that's not a real conversation. And that's just a lot of speculation. That's because ain't no way. I'm sorry. They're, they're just, they're just, no. What the <laughs> like, what are you are you serious? Who would you rather have on this team? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, who would you rather have on this team next season? Russell Wilson or Zach Wilson? Russell Wilson. No question. Oh, okay. No question. This is this is no question. This is. I mean, this <laughs> guy. Wilson I mean, would you rather have? No. Yes, Russell. He, he, let's Even ride. with all the locker I, room stuff, you know, you, you have the, Jason. Let's ride. <laughs> okay, give me it's Russell Wilson all day. Okay, Vikings country. <laughs> oh my god! Let's ride. All right, oh no, I, I would, I would rock with Russell Wilson, and I know that's been talked about too. 
I wouldn't mind that. I still like Russell Wilson. I think his game is pretty good. I thought he had a pretty decent season yeah. this past year with the Broncos. Their defense was up and down. One moment it was terrible. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they the team to get that gave up 70 points at one point? Yeah, I'm to the mistaken. Dolphins. Yeah. You but know, it also so seemed like, yeah. Sorry, Sean no, Payton seemed like he decided at the beginning of the year he didn't want Russell Wilson. It seemed like at the beginning of the year. And like when they benched him, even though he had what, what, like 20 some touchdowns, like seven or eight interceptions, it was. It was very disrespectful in my eyes for a guy that literally won a Super Bowl. It just didn't make any sense. And it, I mean, we don't have to talk about Sean Payton's inflated ego, especially as Vikings fans. We'll never forget the 2009 NFC Championship game, particular for that reason, even if we don't like Greg Williams, maybe just a little bit more. But uh, anyway, it's let's not have Zach Wilson on this football team next yeah, season. No. Ours. Yeah. Now, yeah. has that's, Zach that's, Wilson. That's yeah, has Zach Wilson got screwed over a little bit? I, I will say yes. He should not have been drafted as high as he was. New York is a tough place to play no matter I mean, no matter who you are. But when you are the quarterback of one of the football teams, I mean, that is as bright of, of a light any athlete can pretty much experience. Um, hopefully he can have like a Geno Smith kind of resurrection to his career, not to just obviously compare another Jets quarterback that didn't really make it. But he's got to go somewhere, just get a nice fresh start. Maybe get out of just a giant market like New York. York too. You know, I, I don't know where that'd be. Minnesota honestly would probably be a little bit of a refreshing of pace from that of New York. Um mm. if he's our backup quarterback next season, that would be the only thing I'd be I'd I, potentially I, be fine with. But I not as the be, starter. Not yeah, as a bridge. I mean, not as a bridge. I, I wouldn't mind him coming in as a backup maybe for a game or two. I mean, he, he there's he's shown flashes, you know. He's had decent games. He's also seen defense, ghosts. I, I just, a lot of them, right? <laughs> the defense would have to play lights out. You know, you do have a ton of weapons out here. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got you got some weapons here to work with. So, I will say him as a backup might not be bad. But, dude, in general, like him being a bridge quarterback, dude, just draft somebody. Just just draft somebody. Anybody. I, I don't I don't pers- I'm not a big fan of uh, JJ McCarthy. I'm not, I'm not but I would rather have him. And, like I just No, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. Put Jason Stormer on the field and let him throw the ball before you <laughs> allow Zach Wilson to go back there and throw passes. Put me on now. the field right now. I'm ready, put man. In, I've oh. got the rotator cuff is fresh. I've been throwing that pigskin over them mountains. I'm good. I'm ready. Might be a little immobile. You know, uh, you know, I might be a statue like Kirk Cousins, but I, I, I could, I could still get it done. If not, maybe I could be a long snapper or something. That'd be kind of fun. All right, so we've talked a whole hell of a lot about quarterbacks, and obviously, it's the biggest conversation going on for the Minnesota Vikings. But we still have a star wide receiver that we have to pay an extension, uh, artist, and we've had plenty of steam about exactly where we are at all that with Justin Jefferson. Uh, in particular, it's in ways that I'm not really encouraged by because we're starting to get trade rumors thrown out, particularly from uh, Pioneer Press columnist Charlie Walters. This is what he said in his column. Meanwhile, Steam continues that the Vikings could make Justin Jefferson available for trade. The NFL salary cap increases to $31 million per team. Uh, in the, that increase could push an extension for Jefferson to more than the initially projected $150 million over five years. So, artists, little BS or no BS with this Steam that the Vikings could actually be looking to move on from Justin Jefferson if they're not able to come together for a contract extension. I'm going to say BS. That's that's my that's my initial take when I hear that, my initial thought process. And let me be very, very, very clear. 
amongst all the speculation and amongst everybody that's talking and saying you should trade them, you shouldn't trade them, maybe it should be a thought, maybe it shouldn't be a thought, do not trade Justin Jefferson. <laughs> like, <laughs> Please don't. Please do not trade Justin Jefferson. Like, Justin Jefferson, I know Addison showed us a lot this past season in his rookie season, but we don't know exactly what it's going to be two, three years down the line, right? You know, I know you still have Hawkinson. You know, I know the run game is kind of up and down. You hope to have somebody at quarterback that can kind of lead the ship next season. Who knows who that will be exactly at the moment? But there's not enough, I think, within this offense to say, let's just ship away the best quarter or the best receiver in the league and expect us to get better and compete for championships because now we have more money to spend because one you got to spend the money the right way two you have to draft the correct way mm-hmm. and three you're ultimately at some point gonna hope you're gonna hope that somebody comes in and fills that role just as well as justin jefferson on a cheaper deal so just pay the original like yes. pay the original guy you know what i mean pay 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 the name brand guy. You don't have to go with the great value, okay? Pay the name brand guy. Pay Justin Jefferson whatever it is he's asking for. He deserves it. We need to keep him here. He is the type of piece that is a cornerstone piece for, I feel like, the city and I feel like the team. He's a player that you built your offense around. He's a guy that's going to open up the doors for everybody else to flourish within the offense. I just don't think this is a movable piece. I I, I don't see it that way. Um, You know, I know, again, Kwesi, he denied, you know, ever even thinking about it. Maybe that's a little BS. We'll get, Maybe. To, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Hey, all right. I'll, I'll let you yeah. get to that. I'll just thank you. Do not trade Justin Jefferson. Please, <laughs> please bro. Don't. No. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I, I can't say it any better myself. Please don't. I would be so sad. And I know a lot of other people. My cousin DJ would be really sad because he was at my birthday party this past weekend and he did his hair in the style of Justin Jefferson. He absolutely loves him. So please don't hurt my little cousin's feeling. I would be very, very mad at you if you did that. So please just pay Justin Jefferson and everything will be just fine. Um, yeah. In terms of just calling this BS or not BS, um, I'm saying a little BS here just because even though I think the Vikings probably are receiving phone calls and stuff, um, I just don't I just don't think there's a deal on the table that where Quasi would say, okay, yeah, all right, deal. No, no doubt about it. It would have to be, I think, multiple first round picks, uh, probably some seconds, some thirds. I, I, I don't really know. I don't even want to think about a trade package for Justin Jefferson whatsoever. And I believe I also saw today a report that the New England Patriots are going to probably stay firm at number three and potentially draft a quarterback. That was the biggest rumor over the last couple weeks. That was the biggest rumor through the Super Bowl. It was about maybe New England being the team that would potentially trade for Justin Jefferson and the Vikings get the number three overall pick in return, probably take a quarterback. And obviously New England's going to have to send some other pieces as well. But again, I still don't think that would be enough. I still don't think that would be enough. And again, there's just sometimes when you get blue chip players like this, cornerstone players, you don't let go of them, even if... There could be an amazing trade package waiting for you. Um, I'm going to call out Judd just a little bit because I remember several months ago, he threw out a scenario about potentially the Vikings trading away Christian Derrissaw. And Declan and Phil kind of got on him a little bit saying like, no, once you have these cornerstone players, you don't get rid of them. And honestly, when the time comes for Christian Derrissaw to get a contract extension, I'm going to be two thumbs up for that as well. Another reason why we can't potentially pay Kirk $51 million because we have to think about Derrissaw down the line too. Anyway, getting back, kind of got back to the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, I'm calling a little bit of BS. 
about the Steam. But I want to transition this now into what, an artist was just about to bring it up, exactly what Quasi Adolfa Mensa said during his press conference. And I brought it up at the beginning of the show. This is what he said in regards about whether uh, trading Justin Jefferson is an option. He said, quote, that is not something that's once crossed my mind. You got a blue chip player, a blue chip person. You try to keep as many of those guys as you can. End quote. Artists. Any BS or not about whether Quasi has or has not actually thought, given the time of considering trading Justin Jefferson? I think that there is some some BS to that, but I'm not mad at I'm not mad at how he answered that question. I know a lot of people and I know you may speak to this. A lot of people are not happy with the way he answered that question because it's like, how could it not even be in a, be a thought? How could you not? Dude, even if it is a thought, you don't admit that there. You don't say that. Like, yeah, we're really thinking about trading you, Justin. Like, we're thinking about letting you go because he's going to hear it. Obviously, it's going to hit his phone. He's, social media, in the age of, in the day and age of social media, the moment he says, yeah, we're, we were really we're really considering. I mean, if you guys want him, I mean, we're thinking about it. It's going to hit his phone. And you know what he's going to do? You know what? Yeah, trade me. Now I demand a trade. Now I know I don't even want to be here anymore. I don't care what you guys do. And that's the last thing you want to do is alienate a cornerstone player in this league, not only for the team, but in this league. He is one of the faces of the league. And so I think there is some BS. I think behind the scenes, he's maybe thought about it. Do I think he's thought about it a ton? No, I don't think it's been (laughs) a lot of dialogue and a lot of, hmm, you know, sleepless nights thinking about, should we do this? You know, obviously, even just now when you said trade with the Patriots and get the third overall pick and draft a quarterback, even I for a second was like, that's a little intriguing. But sure. it's not something that you think about for long. That's why I got to call BS because, you know, when stuff like that is brought up, it is, a, okay, it's a thought for a moment. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you could. But no. No. Yeah. You know that meme I'm talking about where the girl is in the meme? She's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah. Okay. All right. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is one of those things where uh, it's quick. Quick. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, uh, probably <laughs> not. No, we're not trading Justin Jefferson. So that's my take on it. Yeah, and I think Phil uh, said this. I can't remember if it was on Purple Daily or just on uh, on the Score North YouTube channel that it may be even be like borderline malpractice for a GM to not take phone calls about literally any player they have on any given day. And I'm sure that happens all the time. Like I'm sure Tim Connolly within the last six months has gotten a call about trading for Anthony Edwards. I'm sure Bill Guerin has gotten a call in the last six months about trading Kirill Kaprizov. And I'm sure that the Twins have gotten a call in the last six months about trading Royce Lewis. I guess guarantee this stuff happens heck i'm even almost willing to guarantee it's happened over the last week with the combine and everything all the crazy stuff and all the elbows that are bumping um at, at indianapolis yeah i i don't believe i don't necessarily believe crazy but again i like his answer it's still kind of reassuring that we want to keep him around that we're going to work with his representation we're going to get a deal done and again i i've seen nothing from justin jefferson's camp that would show that there's any ill will at the moment that there's any impatience being shown he was at he was at the super bowl media days doing a whole bunch of interviews and of course he was bombarded by questioning about his contract extension what he wants in a quarterback next season if he wants Kirk back or somebody else. And he is just a consummate professional. He is so just elegant in his answers, doesn't throw anybody under the bus, didn't really even say anything where it's just like, oh, you know, JJ said this in a very interesting way, and now we can seek our teeth into it as sports talk analysts. And there was nothing like that. It was just straight answers, honest answers. And I I, I love that other guy. Again, I, what I really appreciate kind of about this round of Vikings coaches and players is that they don't go into these press conferences. They don't meet with media members trying 
to like control the narrative or control the story. It doesn't seem like that. Now, sure, JJ can say things like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to get this done real soon. And, you know, you kind of, you know, bump an elbow with the guy. Hey, you know, you know what I mean? That's fine and dandy, but he's not going up there and actually saying like, no, I'm unhappy with the situation, not getting any vibes. And also, I just don't think he's the player that would do that kind of thing anyway. So anyway, back to the original question that I posed. A little bit of BS here, Quazy. I think you definitely have been fielding some phone calls for Justin Jefferson. I don't think there's any doubt, especially with all the reporting that's been done over the last several months, after over the last month or so. Um, but still, it's going to have to take a massive package to wow him. And I think he's in that position. And again, when you got great players, especially in the NFL, when, you know, they don't really, they're not like baseball players. They can't really go out there for, you know, 17 years sometimes and play the game unless, you know, you're a kicker or a punter. So you, right. you got to take care of these guys when you have the opportunity to take care of them. And I think mm-hmm. ultimately that will that will ultimately happen. I think a JJ extension will get done. A Kirk will happen first. I think that will happen first. Um, cause you know, contract extensions artists, they can drag into training camp and stuff like that. I, I hope that's not the case. Um, it's not as dire as a situation if like JJ was like an, like a free agent now and they were trying to figure out a deal and where he's like not showing up to training camp. And I don't think we would reach that issue down the line. I, I don't think JJ would skip train. I, I know we're going down uh, a he whole might, different tangent I mean, right look, now. He, maybe he will. Maybe he will. You he's, know he's a great I mean, guy. He's a great yes. guy. But yes. let's just well, we say that so many times. Yeah, let's just right. pan before it gets to that point because you just exactly. you never know. We don't. We wouldn't expect that, but you never know. Anyway, just pay him. Just pay him. Just Open pay him. The- pay him, pay and him. then somebody pay, and, so, and somebody pay us too. Never mind. Uh, then uh, so that was fun, artist. The BS meter's fun. We can definitely yeah. do that again, um, especially as we get closer to the draft and everything. The reckless speculation is only going to ramp up even further leading up to the draft. It's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. And we haven't like been able to talk really much Vikings over the last couple of weeks. We've been dominant with Timberwolves conversation as obvious. We're about to talk about them in a second, but it's good to kind of get back into the swing of things and just, you know, cause that once football's gone, that void does kind of kick in just a little bit. I mean, I us Minnesotans are used to that void being even deeper because normally the basketball team isn't very good, but they're really good this year. And speaking of which the Minnesota Timberwolves having pretty decent week, uh, for themselves. Um, the only really issue was that loss to the Milwaukee Bucks artists. Um, granted, that was the first game out of the all-star break. You got Giannis, you got Dame, no Chris Middleton though for the, for the Bucks. So, you know, it's like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe that could have gotten uh, maybe in and out that game. Though, so. He's um, been in and out. You see what Pat Bev said after the game or what he tweeted? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't Finch. talk to coach. Yeah. He literally called him a sore loser. Literally call him a sore loser. Use some you know, uh, not so nice uh, language on his tweets, and it's just yes. like, man, I, I came into this being like, Pat Bev, I can't believe, it. how dare you? How dare you rip the coach? But then I just kind of realized, oh wait, this is the kind of stuff that I kind of loved about Pat Bev when he that's, that's played Pat for Bev. the that's, team. I know exactly right. So it's just like, I, I and, and now that I know because like he's been on my team and I get his personality. Like you first, you're like, oh, how could you say that about my coach? And then you're like, oh. Pat Bev. But clearly, clearly that shows things weren't, they weren't really too much on the same page while he was here. Um, so I don't, I don't but maybe that's just, that's just Pat Bev with every coach. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure. I don't think it had anything to do with it. I think Pat Bev is just a competitor. And I think that yeah. he used the phrase, uh, belt to rump. That's the phrase he used in <laughs> PG, PG terms. Um, yeah. But he's done that consistently. Like after he beats almost every team, he either comes on his podcast and says that phrase or he does it on Twitter. 
and I'm not sure what he expected from Coach Finch. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I guess he expected to shake shake hands with him and dap up and, you know, talk about the good times. I don't know, but I'm sure Coach Finch, <laughs> being who he is, was like, look, we just lost. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk to my team, get this press conference over with. Like, oh, I, yeah. You know, that so man, that man didn't get to have an all star break either. And I imagine there's anybody if there's anybody that just wants to put their feet up, get in the recliner, throw on some good TV and just relax for a long weekend. It was Chris Finch. But the poor man had to go to Indianapolis and coach probably literally the worst all star game in the history of sports. Can we just abolish it? Can we just say no more NBA All-Star game? I mean, you can keep the Saturday skills competition and the dunk contest, even though the dunk contest sucked again. We got to find a way to actually. Yes. I have a a thought. Just quick side note. I have a thought. I think that they should involve WNBA players in everything. Obviously, not the dunk contest and not the All-Star game. But as far maybe you could do the All-Star game. Maybe. But I mean, if you literally. Yeah. The skills challenge and a three-point shooter, I think, will be, especially the skills challenge, mm-hmm. all of that would be much more competitive if you involved WNBA players as well because they are playing at a high level right now. And we got some 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 college girls coming into the pros that are really good, like yep. really good. Caitlin Clark, here, so yep, Caitlin Clark just declared today. Yep, she's, she just declared for the draft after she, she set the record at Williams Arena last night, the she, all-time – the like, all-time scoring record. I know that she broke Kelsey Plume's record, but there was another record, Lynette Woodward, I think is the name, and that was another record broken. I mean, Williams Arena is a very historic place, only uh, only apropos that history would take place um, there. But anyway, yeah, get rid of the All-Star game. Uh, back to the Timberwolves, though. Yes. Um, I got to admit, Artis, I think our guy, Rudy Gobert, pretty much mm-hmm. sealed up. And I know we only got a few minutes left, so I'll keep this quick. I pre- I think he pretty much sealed up defensive player of the year the other night against the Spurs because Victor Wembanyama has a very good chance of winning that award as well. And Wemby had a decent game, 17 points, 13 rebounds, but Rudy kept him 5 of 13 shooting and I think blocked him like three or four times. It was an absolute clinic, the battle of the Frenchman. Not ex- not surprising, you know, Rudy's got a ton of years on Wemby and I think in the long run Wemby will go down as a better player than Rudy Gobert. But you know, we got guys like Giannis out there, Anthony Davis, um Bam Adebayo. Those are all candidates for defensive player of the year, but I think just because you had the stage, had the two Frenchmen going up against each other and just seeing the dominance by Rudy Gobert against the Spurs, it was so wonderful to see. I think he's all but sealed this up pretty much for defensive player of the year yeah i think he has to obviously keep playing at this level i think them finishing with the number one defense in the league will help him finishing number one in the west will definitely help him win this award i believe the last time he won this award they were there the jazz were number one in the west don't quote me on that though that's just i think that's the case don't quote me on that but anyway all of that ultimately helps when the team defense is is on point the best in the league and when the when the wolves are number one in the conference that's going to help your chances at winning any award in all honesty and rudy has literally been the best defender in the league like that just Mm -hmm. that just is what it is now obviously having those guys on the perimeter help you a ton right but at the same time i mean this guy throughout the season, been jumping passing lanes on the perimeter, blocking shots yep. in the paint, you know, slowing guys down that are supposed to be superstars at a certain point. And I think with Wimby, I just think the experience kicked in. You know, Rudy is an experienced sure. guy. He's been around for a while. And so some of, the, some of the tricks that a rookie may try to pull on Rudy, he's seen it, he's defended it, he knows how to play you. So I think that played a part. He's also played Wimby earlier in the season as well. So I'm yep. sure that helped as well too. So he's, he's, he's familiar with this game. I'm familiar with yeah. your game. I kind of know what you like to do, what you want to do. And so I, 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 
I kind of understood how that was going to go. I didn't expect Wimby to have a massive game, especially out here in Minnesota, especially out here. I didn't I didn't see <laughs> Not it. Not with the Stockholm Tower. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But, you know, that was a big time win to get without um, Carl Anthony yep. Towns, who missed the game. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Anderson went down early. So, a big time win. And a lot of, lot of players stepped up in that game. But that was big time. And I also think the game last night was big time, too. These are games yep. that we talked about earlier, you know, throughout the weeks. These are games you got to have because you're going to drop some games here and there to some contenders. When you play teams like the Spurs and the Grizzlies and the Blazers, win those games. You got to have those games. Yep. Yeah. Those are games you got to have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They were down 10 nothing nothing to the Grizzlies to start, too. They were down, I believe, by like four, 14, 15 points in the third quarter. Uh, Awesome. Anthony Edwards just absolutely exploded in that third quarter against the Grizzlies. It was fantastic to see. But we're seeing that maturity artist where. All right, we're seeing this team dig themselves in holes a couple of times, playing down their opponents a little bit, but they're digging themselves out of it. Now you'd like to control the entire ball game the whole way, but you know right. we got to be realistic with this team. We got to realize, okay, they're they weren't in this position last year. Actually, the Wolves have with that win against the Grizzlies, they have matched their win total from a year ago already. They were forty-two and forty, and now they're forty-two and seventeen. It's amazing. It's amazing what can happen in just a single year, man. It's just absolutely wild. And uh, so looking ahead on the schedule for the Timberwolves coming up this week, I, I know the schedule is getting a little bit daunting, Artis, as we start heading into March. Yep, the Kings, we got a big game against the Clippers this upcoming Sunday, a little matinee at Target Center, 2.30 action. You get a little break with the Blazers after that, but then Pacers, Cavs, Lakers, Clippers, the Jazz are no uh, you know, easy out either. It's going to be a pretty, uh, I mean, it's going to be a telling Interesting week, couple weeks, which I know I've said a couple times on the show before. And I believe the Wolves still have technically a worse record than the Clippers, Nuggets, and Thunder over the, like the last like twenty game, twenty or thirty games. But I said this to you last night too. Every week goes by, and they still remain at the top of the Western Conference with all the they're doubt, for real. all the haters. I see uh, articles all the time about how they're just not getting predicted to, you know, be, uh, you know, going to even finish a uh, top three seed. They think the Clippers, even though the Clippers are four game back of the Wolves, they think the Clippers are going to catch him. I, I don't know. About that. Especially, I know. And especially Paul George, Paul George is banged up right now too. Like I you can't guarantee I'm PG and quiet to be out there. for what? Anyway, I digress. It's, it's, I digress. What, it's, it's what the national media wants. They want the LA yes. teams to go far. They want, you know, these other teams not named Minnesota to go far. That's just what it seems oh. like. The Warriors, oh. I saw a post today. Oh. The Warriors could go win the championship. Ah, we got to stop recording Uh-oh. pretty soon because I got Tommy uh, basketball to do. But a little late breaking news coming into Taxi Squad. Come on, Internet. Just pull up. Man, come on, Internet. You don't worry. This is totally worth it. All right. This is per Jordan Schultz, I believe, a Bleacher Report. The Vikings have informed running back Alexander Madison that he will be released. How about that? Yeah, it makes sense. That? It yeah. makes sense. He he did I not mean, have a great season this past year. I expected him to. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. I thought he was going to have a big well, year, and he let us down. Did. So we, 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 we all did. We kind of did. I mean, I, I also thought there. Dalvin Cook was still going to be a productive player going to the Jets. And granted, I think I think a lot of circumstances did play into why Dalvin Cook had a bad year. I think he did lose a step, but also just Rodgers going out after four plays screwed 
everything up for that team. And any except yeah, for Brees Hall, Brees Hall had Brees Hall and uh, Garrett Wilson had great years. Still, no matter what. Uh, yeah, a little late breaking news uh, into Taxi Squad. Apparently, Alexander Madison is going to be released by the Minnesota Vikings. <sighs> Mind blowing. All right, T- Ty Chandler, RB one. <laughs> Guess that's what that potentially means. I don't saw know. Flashes. We'll, we saw yeah. flashes. We did. Uh, we'll probably have to get more into that next week because we got to wrap things up here on the Taxi Squad. Artist, any final words before we got to get on out of here? No, thank you all for tuning in. It has been a fun episode. AJ, we missed you, man. Make we sure do. you are back healthy. We didn't talk well any wild today. I know we, we didn't talk any wild today. There's been news about Marc-Andre Fleury not going to get traded. Some other things. They just got a really good prospect uh, to come over from Russia. Wanted to talk to AJ about with that, about that, but maybe we can get his thoughts on that maybe next week. Uh, I don't have any thoughts either. I got to get going because we got Tommy Hoops coming up on 1500 ESPN. I am Jason Stormer. That is Artist Woods. Thank you again for listening and watching to the Score North Taxi Squad. Please join us on the next time, and you have a lovely week. Take care. Bye-bye.